Hi everyone, we're Gabby, Karim, and Jules, and you're listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halad to Health. Last season, we took you behind the scenes of some of our mock MMI stations. So we've talked about the GAMSA and we've talked about the interview. So now on to the next step. This season, we're talking all things getting ready for med school. We will be running you through what a day in the life of a medical student looks like, what study techniques to know about, what your career is going to look like, and much more. So So stay stay tuned and and get get ready to get get med ready. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast. It's episode six today, which is part three of our How to Study series, what a day in the life of a medical student looks like. But before we get into it, um, we've sat down and had a bit of a reflection today about the podcast and where we want to take it. And we've decided that we'd like to begin all episodes with an acknowledgement of country. Uh, This is something that we think is very important and we've learned more about the importance of it recently. It's something that aligns with our personal beliefs as well as the beliefs at Halad. So Jules, did you want to start us off with our first acknowledgement? Thanks, Gabby. So I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we are all meeting today, which uh, for us right now is the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. I'd like to pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging and to pay my respects to any First Nations people who are listening to our podcast today. I recognise that sovereignty was never ceded and acknowledge the strength and resilience of Wurundjeri people and of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples everywhere. Thanks for that, Jules. I think that's a good way to start. So today we're talking all about what a day in the life of a medical student looks like. Okay, we'll start with busting a few misconceptions and myths. So, Krim, did you want to start us off? Yeah, sure. Um, I think there's a lot of misconceptions about what a day in the life of a medical student sort of look like, especially when you look at social media and online platforms like YouTube. It can be a bit bit misguiding in terms of what a day actually looks like for a medical student. So one thing I'd like to bust is that not everyone wakes up at 5am and starts (laughs) doing Anki straight away. Um, (laughs) That's definitely not the case for most people that you come across. Uh, I think it's normal to, you know, if that's something you want to do, by all means, go ahead. But it's definitely not something that happens across all medical students. Mm. Uh, Mm. What about you, Jules? What do you think are some misconceptions? Um, I think there's definitely a misconception that, you know, your med has to consume your life and it's going to be the main and only thing that you're going to do. Um, and I don't think that has to be true. I think that there's definitely room in your schedule to do other things. Um, you know, we've touched on this a little bit in previous episodes, but you do get quite a bit more flexibility in med than you would with say like a full-time job. But with that said, I think that, um, you know, you have to kind of be a little bit active about scheduling and prioritizing other things. Um, if that's what you want to do in within your schedule, because med can definitely consume a lot of your time. Um, but more on that later. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, I agree. I think looking at YouTube videos before medicine started, which is what I consumed my whole time with, <laughs> I sort of saw lots of perfect days where they were waking up at 5 a.m. and then going and staying at uni for 12 hours or however long. Um, and that's something that I think I really want to get across today is that's not what medical school is like. Some of those vlogs might be uh, more accurate than others, but um, that is not uh, what I did anyway, not Mm -hmm. what any of us did, especially with Zoom as well. It's it's not what you're going to be doing. 
Um, but that's a good segue into what we actually did. So Karim, did you want to start us off um, and tell us about a little bit about what your experiences were this year? Yeah, so I think, well, last year, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, was, it was very interesting in terms of it, what uni was like before uh, restrictions and quarantine and lockdown occurred uh, compared to when that all started. So I remember that when uni first started, I was a bit overwhelmed for the first couple of weeks and then I really got into the swing of, sync, uh, of things and I really enjoyed going to uni and I had a really good schedule going. I felt like I was really enjoying my labs, my tutes, um, and overall I was just having a great time at med school. Um, it was challenging. I won't say that it wasn't. It was taking up a lot of my time, obviously. You were there five days a week um, and it was tiring but I really loved it and I thought that it was really enjoyable um, I love my classes and the content that we were learning my experience however once we went into zoom university was that it was much more tiring um, and we or I personally found it was very fatiguing to be on my computer all day and not being able to really take a break from uni because once you finished a tute, then it was time to, you know, study something else and you were still on your laptop. So it was really hard to get some time away from the screen. And so I found that really difficult. But eventually I think I found a way of managing that. I found some ways of being able to get off my screen and being able to just enjoy being on Zoom or enjoy the way that uni was structured online. And I think I found ways to manage and cope with it. And it turned out pretty well. Um, it's definitely a different year from what I was expecting. But overall, I think it was really, really enjoyable. Um, and yeah, my day was just filled with a lot of online classes, but it was really enjoyable being able to interact with my med school friends online, but also, you know, find time to get off my computer and to do things outside of med school. Mm. Yeah, what about you, Gabby? How'd you find it? Um, yeah, I mean, I've always been a sucker for a schedule. And so I did love it at the beginning, how, you know, it was almost like a like a workplace. You had to be there um, at these particular times and there was places to study in between classes. I loved that um, and really thrived off of that. And then, when it came to going online, um, I found it a little bit more difficult because we had so much flexibility. Like we had lectures, but they weren't at designated times. It was all sort of watch it whenever you want. Um, so having a consistent schedule that was the same every week, I found a little bit more difficult. Um, and I found managing my own schedule hard because I would overfill my days and I had this obsession with having a perfect day. There was no blank spaces on my Google calendar. <laughs> it was all just filled with things, which sounds really good, but in life, it just doesn't work like that. You need 10, 15 minutes every so often just staring at the wall. Um, and I just didn't make any, any room for that on my calendar. Um, so I found that more difficult, I think. But then also Zoom Uni was good in the sense that that flexibility allowed you to take the afternoon off when maybe if we were back at uni, we wouldn't have been able to do that mm. um, and watch those lectures on the weekend or something like that. So there was there was good and bad to both of the options, I think. Um, what about you, Jules? Um, I think I had kind of the opposite almost experience to Krim and Gabby um, because I actually found the beginning of the year quite challenging. 
Um, you know, I think I'd just taken uh, six months off uni. So I kind of wasn't used to that, like uni study load and uni schedule. And, you know, in the first few weeks, I felt myself getting really burnt out and exhausted just from the rigorous schedule. Like I felt like, you know, having to be at uni, maybe like eight or nine hours on some days, you know, quite a few days a week was just kind of hard. And very quickly, I found that other things in my life that were important, like exercising regularly or like, you know, cooking healthy meals, that kind of stuff were just falling by the wayside. Um, so I think for me, in a way, getting to do Zoom Uni was a bit of a relief because it gave me so much more flexibility, as Gabby mentioned. Um, it cut out the commuting time. It really helped with sort of my energy levels, um, even though obviously it also had its challenges. But I guess like going in hindsight, um, you know, looking at that experience, I definitely feel like um, if I was to do it again, you know, being on, on person at uni, I would carve out time for what matters to me first. Because the reality is like you will, well, within reason, you will find the time to go to uni. You will go to uni. Your, all your friends are going to all the classes and besides you have to be there. So the reality is you will attend, but will you find the time to do things like exercise and everything else? So I would definitely recommend scheduling that in kind of as a priority and then making what is most important to you the priority for that day to accomplish. Um, because I do think it is easy to get kind of caught up in just everything just becoming really routine but not in a good way like you're just constantly feeling like you're catching up um but yeah I guess it's a good segue onto some I guess practical tips for how to manage all of that Mm. so Gabby did you want to start us off yeah so as I mentioned at scheduling is my forte (laughs) um I love google calendar because a lot of other people use it, I think. Um, so like I would schedule in um, events and if I'm doing something with a friend, I might invite them or I might not, depending if that's up their alley to be invited to a Google Calendar invite. Um, but also like I would use that platform and schedule all of my work in um, as well as uni and breaks. I put in a lunch break every day just to make sure that I would actually step away from my computer mm. and go have lunch. Um, and because I had that scheduled time, I felt like, I had to do it. Same with exercise. I would schedule all of that in. Um, but there's lots of different apps that you can use. There's like Apple. Apple have a calendar as well, I think. Um, but the good thing about the Google calendars, they can go across all of your devices. Same as Apple, I guess, if you have all Apple devices. So I would get a you know notification on my phone that I had a class in 15 minutes. So it was really hard for me to forget um, to go to it, um, which I found really useful. There's also other good apps to know about, such as Notion. Um, I didn't use this personally. I gave it a bit of a trial. Um, It does have its good aspects to it. You can assign yourself tasks and get it done uh, that way. And I think you can like pair with people and assign them tasks as well. Um, As well as it's good for taking notes. So you can, you know, pair your scheduling with your study together. And then there's the app Flora, which Krim and I love quite a bit. And you basically just... (laughs) study for a period of time that you set and you grow a tree in that time and if you go on your phone during that time you kill the tree which is a really sort of sad moment and you get really upset that you killed the tree so then it's motivation to not kill that tree again Um, and then you get like coins and can buy better trees so it's a really (laughs) cool app it doesn't sound cool but it is really cool um and actually that app uh you can choose to donate money or the coins that you earn um, to the company and they then plant trees in real life. Um, so yeah, that's also a good a good aspect of that app. Um, Krim, what about you, practical tips? 
Well, yeah, like aside from Flora, which is an incredible app, and I do have quite a lot of trees that I've collected <laughs> over my time. Um, I was talking previously about sort of Zoom fatigue and being on your computer all the time. Um, and I think it's really important to manage that. So schedule some time where you're away from your screens and shout out to Karma Medic on YouTube. They have a really good strategy for doing this. So you can go and study on your computer for, you know, two to four hours, depending on, you know, what your um, competence is or how much you want to be on your computer. And you schedule some time off after those hours. So you spend some time really trying to um, get some good quality work done in the hours that you dedicate towards being on your computer. And then once you decide to get off your computer, it's also with the intention of being like, okay, this is my break. I actually really need to make use of this break. I'm not going to go check emails, that sort of thing. I'm just going to go have lunch or whatever it might be. Um, so yeah, make sure that you have plenty of time off your computer and then try to limit your use of other screens as well. It's no use trying to get off your computer and then just jumping on your iPad or, or on your phone. Um, cause you know, you get quite stressed and tired. I think it's important to just find time to go outside mm -hmm. and not be on your screen all the time, even just for, in terms of health. Um, but yeah, that's something I'd say to definitely look out for, especially as going forward, it looks like universities are going to choose to do a lot more work online. It's important to manage the, the way that you spend your time online. Mm. Yeah. Jules, do you have any other tips for us? Mm, I think my main tip would just be kind of about keeping perspective. Um, you know, I think med, like the workload, especially in MD1 and the schedule is full on, but it's very manageable if you sort of make it manageable for yourself. But it's also easy to kind of fall into the trap of just it becoming too much, too overwhelming. Um, and so I think it's really important to just make time for other things, you know, your hobbies, spending time with your friends, spending time with your family. And like, I'm not saying necessarily like schedule that in if that's not your thing, but just keeping in mind um, that, you know, you do have time to do that and you have to make the time for things that are important and that make you feel happy and that make you feel relaxed. Um, and, you know, if you start to feel just like really tired or really burnt out, um, just take a day off here and there. I mean, obviously you don't do that too often, but you do have that flexibility in med to just take some time off, take a day off here and there, take an afternoon off if you just need a breather and you need to relax. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. There's no use spending three weeks doing like 18 hour days and then just being completely burnt out and nothing's going into your brain. Um, it's not going to get you anywhere. So just be kind to yourself. Yeah. And also don't forget to reach out to people if you need help in any sort of way. Mm -hmm whether that be, you know, for mental health reasons um, or if it's just that you need help with scheduling your study workload or you need mm. help with, um, you know, getting assignments done or whatever it might be, just reach out to the university. Generally, they have really good ways of helping you out and they do care about your health. Um, you know, they're investing quite a bit in you um, to get your education done. Uh, so, yeah, don't, don't be afraid to reach out. Um, and even if it's not to the university, then to friends as well. Remember mm. that they're your support network and obviously family mm. is another support network there for you. So don't, don't be afraid to reach out to others. UniMelb actually have um, not only, um, you know, guidance counsellors um, and wellbeing officers, but they also have um, 
is it like a study counselor? I think it's an academic mentor is what they're called. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who can really help you, you know, figure out how to best learn as well if you're still figuring that out. You know, I still reflect on that mm. every week, I guess, <laughs> how I can better learn. Um, so they can sort of help you do that, which I think is a great resource. Mm. And other unis probably have very similar people that you can go to. Yeah, and they also like, because I went to um, the academic advisor as well, but my issue was particularly around scheduling. So I kind Mm. of was struggling as to when to do what, how much to do, especially when we got into Zoom and it was a lot more Mm. self-guided. And, you know, she helped me come up with like a little schedule for myself, like um, Mm. what I should be keeping accountable to, all that stuff. And it really helped. So Mm. um, they're definitely like you can come at them with kind of a range of problems Mm. that are related in some way to your study and they will help and they're very helpful Mm, absolutely and in saying that maybe we should break down what an actual day in the Mm. life looked like at uni mel so karim did you want to explain before before (laughs) zoom university (laughs) what our sort of weekly and daily breakdown looked like at uni mel yeah absolutely so um it definitely depends on what day of the week you're in but in general your day will consist of lectures uh tutes and labs so lectures are you pretty stock standard university lectures you just get given a bunch of information and you're expected to <laughs> memorize <laughs> some if not all of it um your tutes were probably my favorite part of medicine this year um that's where you get to actually learn what being a doctor is actually like mm. so some of them were skill tutes so we had um Shoots where we would learn the skills necessary for being a doctor. So skills for doing an examination on a patient, for example. Um, using that steth. Using a stethoscope <laughs> <laughs> that you, you purchased. You will get to use it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that was one of the skills shoots that we had. We also had shoots where we would just discuss a patient presentation. So, you know, someone comes in with a specific set of symptoms and you go on a whole sort of discussion of like what does it actually look like caring for this patient or doing a treatment plan or um you know coming up with a diagnosis that sort of thing so really found those shoots to be quite enjoyable because there was a lot of detective work it was was, um quite fun and then you've got labs so um can't speak for other university but i think that they're all fairly similar you'll have anatomy labs Mm -hmm. where you um you get to do some dissections depending on sort of what university you're at um and just learning the anatomy and you also have some uh immune immunology and microbiology labs which were also really really interesting um but yeah that was basically what a day would look like Mm. um so but yeah it depends what day you're in and over a week you would sort of go over maybe one specific disease in your truths Mm. Your lectures would sort of revolve around that disease or that presentation. Mm. Um, And it all fell within sort of blocks. So we would have a cardiology block, for example, where one week we would learn about ischemic heart disease um, Mm. or, you know, we might learn about valvular disease. Um, And so like your shoots and your labs would sort of evolve around that. So, for example, your anatomy labs might be about the anatomy of the heart. So it was all pretty well structured, I think. there were some odd lectures here and there that sort of just didn't fit in with anything else, but I think every uni- university sort of has those. Um, yeah, that's what an actual day sort of looks like. And then scattered throughout those weeks, we had placement as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think at Melbourne, it was every Thursday, you either went to a GP clinic 
um, or the hospital you were assigned mm-hmm. to or had the day off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so and that just was... to, sorry, just to clarify, this is a pre-clinical year. Mm. So this is the year where you do the bulk of your um, theoretical learning. So that's where you do most of your lectures, etc. And then clinical years are a little bit different. Um, obviously, you're in the clinic, so can't really speak for that very much, but that. So we will soon. We will, <laughs> we will this year. Stay start tuned. That, so. <laughs> Next month. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was pretty much it. And Jules, how did that sort of change onto Zoom Uni? Obviously, Zoom mm. Uni day in the life looked different for every individual. But did you want to sort of... Yeah. yeah, so um, well, for starters, the first thing for Zoom Uni is that all our placements as MD1s just got completely cancelled, which um, obviously made sense in the current climate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Pretty much so our tutes, so um, the tutes that Karim was talking about, our case-based tutes, our sort of the one where we learnt how to take examinations um, and the sort of how to be a professional practitioner ones, they all stayed and they were all kept on at the same time. So we just did those over Zoom. Um, Definitely a bit of a transition because it's a bit harder to do some of those things online, but I think, you know, you just kind of adapt and you get used to it. Um, and then as for our lectures, we just kind of got given at the start of the week, we would have like maybe a list of however many lectures we needed to get covered. And they were just videos that were uploaded and we would just watch those at our own time. Um, sometimes we also had some lectures that were scheduled in that we could choose to attend live if we wanted to and ask questions, but then we could also watch them at our own time. It kind of just depended what we were feeling that week. Mm. Um, as for prax, it was kind of a mixed bag. So some pracs kind of got cancelled, some pracs got turned into lectures, some got um, like they were still delivered live in like sort of small breakout rooms. Um, and, you know, we would discuss sort of like cases or we would look at photos, that kind of stuff. Um, sometimes we would have like a prac to do in our own time and then we would come in and there would be like a summary lecture. Um, I think that was kind of like they sort of just um, figured that out as they went. And I'm guessing for next year, if the prax is still online, they'll probably be a bit more of a um, fixed schedule to how they're actually delivered. Because for us, it was a little bit of trial and error, I think, as to what mm-hmm. worked best. Um, but yeah, so overall, obviously, it changed a lot. Um, but the core shoots were still there and we still kind of went through all of our blocks in the same order. Um, you know, so I'd say we still kind of covered the material in the same way, just presented in a slightly different way. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how our university did it and Mm. what our experiences were like. Um, but we actually have a couple of episodes of the podcast coming out, one with Kieran, um, from Monash University and one with Issy the Medic, um, from the UK. Um, and their days in their lives looks a little bit different to ours. So definitely check them out, um, and watch lots of YouTube videos, but again, keep them in perspective, (laughs) (laughs) but you can't have a perfect day. Thank you for listening to our podcast again. That ends um, our three-part series mm-hmm. on how to study in med. We're still figuring it out. So if you're still very confused, don't worry. You'll figure it out eventually. Um, and stay tuned for our next episode. We upload them weekly. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halide to Health. Please like, share, and subscribe to help spread the word about our podcast. And we'd love to hear your feedback. So send us an email or message on Facebook. All of our links are in the show notes. Thanks. We'll see you next time.